This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. We are the CamCast of Geek Pants. This is the Geek Pants CamCast. I'm Ken Levitsky. You are... Chris Mercier. Booyah! Booyah! Before we get going, I want to say I like that Batman shirt. I love this Batman shirt. That's a wicked Batman shirt. And then when you pair it with this wicked Batman watch, check that out. Yeah, see, that's sick. That's like, that's the Tim Burton Batman, right? No. The symbol is close. The symbol symbol is close to Burton time. That's right. Is this um, Arkham Asylum? This is Arkham. This is my favorite. I gotta tell you. That's probably my favorite bat symbol. This is my favorite bat symbol. Because uh, I've, I've now uh, replaced my first Arkham Batman t-shirt with a new one. Yeah. And then this. I love this. I love, I the, I love, love the, the ring. And I know. The I know. I was like, oh, man. Sad part was I left the house. Michelle was like, you are looking good. And I didn't have time to, like, you know, sex her. <laughs> oh. That's how dirtbags say have sex with their lady. Oh, okay. I want to sex you. I want to sex you. I want to sex you. We go all Russian about it. Yeah, I don't know why. Whatever. Hmm. I just feel like that's how you would sound. And of course, I'm rocking my uh, <laughs> which, praise the gold bloom. Which is awesome. Which I, is awesome. This is one of the shirts you've seen. You're just like, yeah, I must own it. That's right. I don't that's know right. how often I'll wear it, but, but I must, you have to must own it. Uh, get a little solemn because this week has been a rough one for losing people. Mm. First and foremost, lots of V's. Lots of V's. That's right. That's right. Mm. But uh, so we lost uh, Big Van Vader, the Mastodon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that I was the hugest fan of him. No. But, but when he came out with that fucking headgear, okay, God. can I kind of just stop for a second? Please. I just said the F word. I said the F word. I got to put a disclaimer out there. I don't know if my aunt Linda is going to watch this episode, but today she said, I subscribed to your channel. I watched some of your videos and you have such a potty mouth on you. <laughs> and that's not good for the 13, 14 year olds who might watch our videos. <laughs> and I will agree with that. But the whole purpose was for us to talk the way we talk and just share it. I agree. I agree. And, and that's, that's what I said to Michelle, talk. too. And I say, I, I always put my PG filter on with my family. Yeah. But when I'm with my buddies. We do a pretty good job, but we're old enough now where we can drop some from time to time. So, I just want to say, Anthony Lynn, if you're watching, <laughs> I'm sorry about the F words. Mom, if you're watching, I'm sorry about the F words. Any parents of 13, 14-year-olds who might check this video out before they show their 13, 14-year-old? F-words. I'm kind of rolling uh, my eyes I, at that one. I don't 13, think I don't think it's going to happen. Are already online playing video games. I mean, and have said far worse. There's 14 year olds out there that are further in their sex drug life than I ever will be. So <laughs> I mean, really, that, that's at actually, the end of the day, that is a fair. They're even further off than me. Right. Right. So, <laughs> Not that I was a fucking addict or anything, but I dabbled more than so, you. Did. Disclaimer, so disclaimer: Geek Pants <laughs> does have swearing. We apologize, but at least we don't have you know, graphic violence and nudity. Let's run the gamut. Let's run the gamut. All we right. will have. Uh, we will swear. Yes. Okay. We will also talk about ad- adult topics. Yes. We will allude yes. to sex. We will hint around sex. We yes. will even flat out talk about sex. Yes. I just referred to sexing my wife. <laughs> All right. That happened. So here it is. Yeah, that's just. It's just gonna be us. Today we will it. talk about dinosaurs, and I mean, kids love dinosaurs, but know that this is an R-rated talk about dinosaurs. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Now that that's out of the way, Vader. 
Vader. So, like I said, yeah. I was never the hugest fan of him. I liked him, though, and as far as big guys go, he broke the mold because he was able to do things. He had some crazy agility. No other big guy could do, plus he could go. He had stamina. Yeah. So he wasn't just a 10-minute match guy. He was the guy that you could put up against uh, a Shawn Michaels or a Bret Hart or a Ric Flair or a Sting, wrestle for 60 minutes and make every one of those baby faces look like a million bucks. The guy was money in WCW. He was money in Japan. The only place he wasn't money in was WWE, and that's because of Shawn Michaels. That was a short run, too, wasn't it? It's because of Shawn Michaels. Because of Shawn Michaels. Shawn Mi- See, because Vader was a snug guy. He mm-hmm. would actually hit you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sometimes he would hit you hard. He would potato you, as they call it, in the biz, because I'm in the biz. You're in the biz. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Potatoing. It happens all the time. So, he apparently, the story was that he had he was too snug with Shawn Michaels, and this was when Shawn Michaels was at his peak, pill-popping, boozing. He was at the top of the WWF food chain, mm-hmm. and he was a politicker, and he did not want to lose to Big Van Vader. They'll say it's because he was too rough. He really just didn't want to lose to him, and that was the plan. The plan was for Shawn Michaels to drop the title to him, so he cried. There's actually video footage of him, like... Uh, Brian? Chewing him out in the, uh, chewing Vader out in the middle of the ring. Ah. Wouldn't sell a move and just was like kicking him on the ground. You, you fat piece of shit. Blah blah blah. Mm. And so he got into Vince's ear and was like, "Fuck this guy." And Vince was like, oh, "Fuck that guy." Even though he paid like a ton of money to bring him over. Yeah, he brought him over. Because it was a big thing when he got there. Yeah, and I mean when he got there. I didn't know a lot about him because I never watched WCW too much. We never did. Even though my WWF heroes went over to WCW, I always stuck with WWF. See, and I I made the switch when I saw WCW for the first time, and I went, uh, I literally went, oh my god, Hulk Hogan's here? Yeah. Razor Ramon? I'm sorry, Scott Hall? Mm. Diesel? Yeah. Kevin Nash? Whatever the fuck you want to call it, the Steiners? All these guys. (laughs) They all went there. You know? In fact, DC Comics reminds me of WCW. They're yeah. how they're bringing all the old Marvel guys over that done their fifteen years over there. That's true. They're yeah. bringing them on over. Big it's huge just like cushy contracts. Bendis! Do whatever you want. It's just, it's just That's like, right. I feel like this is the WCW comics right now. It's very true. But, but I remember like, like geeking out and and but then at the same time not understanding NWO. So I was just like, these guys are fucking weird. Yeah. But I stuck around because almost mm. immediately in that same show, I watched a match with Chris Benoit and Booker T. It was like their third match in the best of seven series for the U.S. title. And I went, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with Chris Benoit, fell in love with Booker T, fell in love with, and this is probably one of the longest love affairs I've had with a wrestler with Chris Jericho, you know, mm-hmm. who uh, I can't tell you if he's ever going to have a bad run. He is just... I don't think so. He is on I think he'll retire before that ever happens. And the thing is, is I don't know when he's going to retire. I think he's on his he's home. Semi-retired. Stretch. I think he's on his home stretch tour now. He, he's, he's yeah. I he's, think he's gonna do the full circle. We talked about this. He'll full circle end it in WWE. He, but yeah. we're getting sidetracked. See, the reality was that Big Van Vader was huge in WCW. He was the guy that made Sting look like a million bucks. Made mm-hmm. like get that sympathetic baby face cheer that you want because this is good guys and bad guys, and you want people to go, "Oh, come on, Sting, you can do this." And then yeah. when he does beat Vader, everyone's like, "Oh." He beat Vader, because that's how big a deal Vader was presented, okay? And everything I've heard about Vader in real life was this guy was a big fucking teddy bear. He was a, just a 
Super nice guy. I heard that too. Like I always got a nice vibe. Super from nice guy. It was like always King Kong Bundy, help... where that guy seemed like a piece of shit. Yeah. Vader seemed like a decent dude. Yeah, just all, all everything I've ever heard is they've never spoke any will. In fact, some of the uh, shoot interviews that I've read have actually like they've expressed uh, le- they lament that he wasn't as big a deal in WWE as he should have been because of Shawn Michaels. He should have been bigger. He should have been. It's funny. He should have been that top line heel. Yeah. Where, like, same with like the Undertaker. Whenever he's that top heel, where when you beat him for that title, you're the man. Mm-hmm. People are like, I don't know how you did it, but I'm rooting for you because you beat the Mastodon. Yeah. And you're right. That helmet thing. He would come out this gross, disgusting, fucking scary ass. <coughs> take this off. Put it down. It shoots smoke. And on top of that, you got this weird face mask on. Yeah, these like straps. And it's funny because I never had WCW on my parents' package. The only time I caught WCW was like we were staying in a hotel night and we're out of town. Right. That kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? So the only time I really learned about WCW is from magazines, wrestling magazines. And I would see the pictures of Vader, right? And I, I wouldn't really follow along. I see this picture of this big mask coming out. I was like, that looks badass. And then like next issue, I see this picture of a guy with straps on his face just like, and you're just and like, I, I was like, I, I, for the longest time, I never knew it was the same guy as the guy in the big mask. Well, no. Which is weird. So when he came to WF and he came out and the big mask was there, I was like, it's the big mask guy. Yeah. And he took it off. I was like, oh my God, it's also the strap guy. Yeah. His mask. And like, he was one of, he's one of those guys too, where if you saw him out in the belt, if you didn't know anything about wrestling, yeah. you saw him out in the belt, he would be a guy where you wouldn't want to fuck. No. You wouldn't because he just looked like he'd break you in half. Mm-hmm. And then do a cartwheel. Because he did cartwheels. He did do cartwheels. You know? That always blew my mind. Big guy doing cartwheels. You know? So, so rest in peace. Rest uh, in peace, Vader. You know, even though he wasn't one of my favorites, it just it's uh, the rest of the world has lost a ridiculously good mind. And, uh, you know. I mean, he's a legend. Oh, my God. You know, like... He fucking had his eye popped out of his skull in Japan by Stan Hansen, put it back in, continued the match for as long as they they let it go. Oh, that's just... There's a clip. Why do they let that go? It's a clip, and it's disgusting. I don't think... Well, here's what happened. I'm probably not going to watch that. Here's what what happened. Uh, The refs and everything were like, oh, we're done, we're done, because, of course, now it's starting to swell up and stuff. Ah. So what does Stan Hansen do? Start punching him. (laughs) Hey man, I already knocked your eye out. <laughs> they want to end this fucking match, but we're not a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Like what the? Hammer that eye right yeah. back in there. Which which eye was it? I'm gonna <laughs> hit it some more. Like. Oh damn! It's that way. It's some smack seven head truck. Get over there. He's the guy that had the clothesline from hell. The original clothesline oh, yes. from hell. Yeah. yeah. So so R.I.P. R.I.P. This next one, we lost him just a couple of days ago. This one actually is a little bit closer to the heart for me. Uh, Vinnie Paul, Vincent Paul Abbott, from formerly of Pantera, formerly of Damage Plan, formerly of Hell Yeah, yep. one of the greatest drummers of all time. Yeah. Um, also, the the drummer that got me into Rush. If it wasn't for him, talking about how he loved Neil Peart, I I think I would have eventually got into Rush because you can't if you're a drummer not be into Rush, you know, to some degree. 100%. I just man, there was something about Pantera that was just like fuck yeah. Damage Plan was fuck yeah. There was few metal bands, like heavy metal bands, back when I was younger. So I listened to some soft shit when I was a kid. You still do. I still do. I mean, I, I have, a, I have a very, 
very wide you know, span and of all music fairness, I've listened to. I'm in the same boat. Like, I, my palate is so huge now yeah. that it's not like in high school, it was like if it wasn't punk or metal, I wouldn't listen to or I would admit to listen yeah. to. Now, I'll just whatever. if I like it, I like it. That's simple. Pantera was the first metal band I ever bought an album for. Before Metallica, before yep. anything. Same here. So I have very odd CDs. Like, I mean, I, well, I was doing like Garth Brooks because my dad was in the country. Yeah. And then I was Roxette. Big Willie style. Big Willie style. Everyone had Big Willie style. And then like Radiohead. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, you got these mixtures. Roxette though. We were listening to Roxette yesterday at the at the store, and I went, "Oh my god, this is Roxette." And <laughs> nice. some guys like, "Oh, you listen to Roxette?" I was like, "Yeah, I listen to Roxette, but not as much as my best friend." Yeah. That guy was a Roxette mm-hmm. a holic. I would call myself that, and I will forever be sad, and I'll never see them live. That's However, yeah. I'm also very sad that I never got the chance to see Pantera live. Yeah, me too. Now that came obviously sooner with uh, Dimebag. That was shot uh, by some losing Dimebag, some spineless piece of shit on stage. Just couldn't get it through his fucking skull. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest uh, positive. That's the biggest takeaway is that now these brothers are reunited. Yeah, rocking out. Now it's just right back to just this dirty southern heavy metal that they co-created with the, mm-hmm. the rest of Pantera. Um, and if it wasn't for bands like that, you wouldn't see bands like Lamb of God. And other southern style, lots of those guys. Southern style metal bands. Love those guys. Just, around the same time, and uh, yeah. so I mean, hell yeah! I don't know what will happen with them. I'm sure they'll keep going with the drummer, but it won't, it won't be the same. Yeah, I feel like they they won't though because like it's too because he was just as much a part of it. He wasn't like a session. Oh, 100%. Drummer. You know, he 100%. wasn't just some he guy that started that like, band. Hey, uh, yeah, why don't we just get Vinny Paul? It was like, well, let's do this, and then hell yeah, came about from that. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, so I don't know, but. I don't give a shit about that. Vinnie Paul's dead. That just sucks. Yeah, that's, so. uh, you know, the world just got a little bit darker, so. Yeah. So try to stay positive. And bust out, bust out any of your favorite songs. I airdrummed to Cemetery Gigs last night as a tribute. Nice, man. Yep. Very yep. nice. It was hard, but I got through it, and, uh, you know, miss you, buddy. Yeah. Even though we were never friends. <laughs> <laughs> but you were my buddy. Yeah, you were there for me. Yeah. He you was, and the rest so of the boys were there for me when I needed you. So. 100. So yeah, sad, uh, uh, sad week for bees. Yeah, yeah. Now we can get our geek pants on. Now we get the geek pants on. Yeah. And we talk about something else that's full of death and destruction. Yes. Yes. Actually, we're gonna talk about Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, the fifth film in the Jurassic Park series, and the second in the Jurassic World trilogy. Yep. I almost thought about going to watch this again before we did this game. I was thinking the same thing. Like I, 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 I thought about this for forty-eight hours straight after watching it, and I couldn't wrap my head on how I was feeling about it. I'm in the same boat, and one of the first things that Michelle said was, she said it felt too much like the Lost World. It had a lot of Lost World in it, which I could see, and I'll I'll touch upon that. But she also said that she was expecting more. Right. And that, I actually, like, at first I was kind of like, well, but I mean, without knowing what she expected, right? But then again, we're coming off Jurassic World, Mm -hmm. which, while not a perfect movie, was really, like, it restored the franchise (coughs) to its lofty heights. It had... To where I've said before, I mean, I even watched our previous one where you re-released it, Mm -hmm. um, where I was saying, like, it's on par with Jurassic Park. And it still is. It still is, no matter. And Jurassic Park is a perfect movie. Jurassic World is not, but no, it's but so it's close. It's the closest that Jurassic Park has come 
since the original. That's right. To the point where like you still feel the reverence for the uh, the dinosaurs, and that's some of the things that I I liked in this movie. Um, I have a feeling that ours is going to be very similar. There's not going to be too many counterpoints. It's to this. You know what? Well, we'll get it going. It's been Thursday night. We watched this for seventy-two hours now. Yeah. And at the end of the day, as much as I want to say I love this film, yeah, and I have, you, and I have, you, you're a I have a lot more scene. negatives than positives. Yeah. So, and it's not just me either. It's funny because, like, <clears throat> we're gonna get into it, but like, I'm I'm thinking in my head, how would I rate this in the five movies? Dress Park number one, obviously. Dress World is number two. Lost World for me is number three. That's what I was thinking. And about. this now. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even know if I like it more than Jurassic Park 3. And okay. I went on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Because I, I never I never look at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I know. Right? I, I stopped doing I, that. I don't look at that before I watch it. Suicide Squad? I think I stopped yeah. doing it just because... Ah, I, I, I like, at this point, I don't even You know care. what? Screw the critics. I'm going to go watch this, see what I think, and then I'll read uh, reviews because yeah. I don't want them to affect what yeah. I think about the movie. That's right. So I went, and I'm not alone because... Um, Jurassic Park is like a 92. It's a high percentage. Yeah. Jurassic World's number two with 71%. Yeah. Lost World's number three with 53. Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic Park 3 are tied for worse at 50%. Oof. Yeah. Oof. So at the end of the day, it's not just me trying to decide <laughs> no, what and, I like. And I was the same way too, because like, and while the stuff that I do like was really, and it was really well done, um, the stuff that I or don't necessarily like, or maybe they, they could have gave more breathing room for. Because I think this is only like a two-hour movie. Yeah, it's only two hours. Which, and, so, and in this case, I feel like if we had an extra half an hour, then maybe this would have uh, opened up some of the stuff, and then maybe they could have cut some of these scenes and had other things happen. Mm -hmm. uh, massive. Massive, huge spoilers. There's, I mean, if oh, you're, yeah, if you've I, ever watched our show, just <coughs> realize that we're gonna just spoil the shit out of everything. So if you haven't watched it, watch it, make your own judgments, uh, and then come back to this, and then get to the liking and the sharing and the commenting, because uh, I mean that's how we'll we'll keep doing this. But we would really like it if you guys liked, shared, subscribed, commented, everything. But yeah. Um, okay, so I, I'm just going to go ahead and let you go first, because I feel like you're going to hit a lot of the stuff, and we'll just kind of banter back and forth. With yeah, you. I mean... When you pick upon something that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to decide, like, should we go... Okay, you know, I'm just going to start right off. The opening scene. Um, my favorite thing in the film is the cinematography. That was one of I the first things down, I said I should have wrote you. down who the cinematographer was, because it is beautifully shot. That's one of the first things I said to you. I said, man, this is just a beautiful movie. Yeah. I mean, story-wise, it might, you know... I actually, in trip. some cases, I felt like this was a, a better shot film than Jurassic World. I would say it probably is, yeah. And it's I, almost like there was like... Uh, <laughs> now we talk about there's uh, movies that have like filters on them. Mm -hmm. I felt like there was like... I look back at it now, and I feel like Jurassic Park had like kind of a blue filter on it. Uh, it might have. Whereas this, there's like no filter to it. It's a dark movie. It's a dark movie, but it also seems more real because, mm -hmm. like, I mean, just the, there's, because there's no filters, there's no softenings or anything, so, like, the deaths look a little bit more brutal, you know? That's the very The suspense brutal. scenes are way more suspenseful, you know? Yep. Um, 
But yeah, so I agree. I hundred percent agree that the cinematographer just Jay Jay uh, Boyana directed this film. Yes, yes, he's a wonderful director. He did a Monster Calls, which was a great film last year, and he did a movie. I gotta called, watch that. I've heard nothing good. He's things. done the Orphanage that um, Guillermo del Toro produced. Uh, another great film. He did a movie called The Impossible, which was friggin' incredible. It's about this tidal wave hitting oh, hitting the beach. That's it's him. Naomi Watts and everything. That's him. Okay. That's right. that's Isn't that. Tom Holland in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in okay. fact, Tom Holland found out about the plot of Fallen Kingdom from the director, and then spoiled the whole thing to Chris Pratt before he read the screenplay. <laughs> That's funny. Typical Tom Holland. That kid, he really can't keep his He can't there. do it. Like, he can't, he can't gets do so it. excited. Chris Pratt was like, no, nah, no, and then he talked to the director. He's like, wow, he really spoiled the whole thing for me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, cinematography, beautiful. Directing, I don't have so much problem with directing. Um, no, I, I the directing problems, itself is just, I mean, I guess, well, okay, you were going to say your problems are... Well, a lot of my problems come from the screenplay, right? Which is interesting, Yeah. because it's written by Derek Connolly and Colin Trevorrow, yeah. who also wrote Jurassic World. Colin Tre uh, Trevorrow, or Trevorrow, however you pronounce his name, he also directed Jurassic World. Yeah, exactly. So, for that same team to, like, write my second yeah. favorite Jurassic Park move of all time, and then go do this, it's just... It's weirdly jarring. It's very weird. Because like like one of the things I remember in the lead up and I didn't I tried not to watch too many trailers. Good wasn't thing, like Michelle because those trailers spoiled the fucking Because Michelle movie. uh she boycotted everything, which actually worked in my favor because the newer trailers when they introduced the two millennial characters. Yeah. I didn't really get to see any of those. Like I, I literally remember going like I saw the uh What's his face? The, the nerd dude. There is here. Yeah, I wrote the names. We got yeah. uh, so Franklin uh, was played by Ju Justice Justice yes. Smith. Justice Smith. Yes. And then okay. Zia Rodriguez is uh, Daniela Panetta. Yeah. Both were actually really great. Well, here's the thing. Uh, right before I even watched this movie, they were already referring to Justice Smith as the Jar Jar Binks of the franchise, and I remember thinking to myself, like, why would you already say that? Yeah. Like that seems crazy. But anyway, um, just the script itself, I mean, the fact that they were on uh, uh, Isla Sorna, mm -hmm. obviously you're going to have callbacks or some sort of like, you're going to feel like you're watching an updated version of The Lost World. Well, they're Nublar for this one. Or Nublar, sorry. Right. Because Sorna was, yeah. And we'll get to the islands in a minute because that's another one of my problems. We'll that's right. No, so that's right, yeah, because it was just Nublar. They didn't go to Sorna. Yeah. But the fact that they were going to... Uh, the island to get the dinosaurs off. Right. I was like, okay, so yeah, you're gonna have some similarities there, but I feel like they've done enough changes that it didn't feel like the Lost World so much. Mm -hmm. Like, because like we've said before, Jurassic World is literally an updated Jurassic Park. It's yes. a reboot quill, a in reboot sense, quill, or yeah. a remake quill, with just enough of the original in there. Yeah. For you to go, okay, it's in the same. Exactly. Universe. You know, it would yeah. be like, uh, well, like the two versions of the fly. You have the original 60s version, mm -hmm. then you have the 80s classic, which yep. is just far and above the best ever. Same and thing with uh, John Carver's The Thing. That's right. You got the original black and white, yep. you got John Carver's Just far and above far and better above. than the classic. So now with yep. the, the potential Fly remake, which I really hope they don't do. It won't be as good, because right off the bat, it's all CG probably. Uh, and the practical effects are one of the things that made that movie so yeah. special. Yeah, like uh, on our horror camcast, check it out on Geek Pants Camcast. Which you're currently watching. 
Yeah, but like. But not this episode. Later on. That was uh, that was that was uh, episode three. Yes, I know. I don't know about you right now, buddy. I don't know if you're actually wearing your geek pants. You might be wearing your snark pants. I'm actually wearing shorts. Your snark shorts. I'm wearing my geek shorts. Because <laughs> it's goddamn uh, hot in here. Well, we talked about how the practical effects really, really sold that movie. Yes. And I mean, sure, that's what they had to do. Mm-hmm. But to see that movie, for me to see that movie now with a CGI sheen, I will probably lose my fucking mind. Yeah. You know? And I mean,. I feel like, I mean, what else could you do? Like, with the original, it was, so the guy had the hand and the head, or the claw on the head of a fly, and the fly had the head, his actual head, mm-hmm. and it was conscious, so he knew he was on a fly's body, and a human hand, and all he wanted to do was get back to that, and if I remember correctly, part of it was that he was a douchebag, and it fucked up because of his arrogance. And this is why he's like that. He ends up getting killed. Okay. So it's still the science story where, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Whereas Goldblum's character isn't a prick at all. He's just Goldblum. You know, that's right. Yeah. And Goldblum we trust. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's only when he becomes uh, Brunglefly that he starts to... But it's that whole body horror thing where you're just like, ugh. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'll say this real quick, just because, you know, you start, you see Spider-Man and you're like, that would be awesome. This is what happens if Spider-Man was real. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be, like, saving people. He'd be shooting webs out of his he, butthole. He'd be shooting webs out of his butthole, but literally, like, trying to figure out a way to fucking turn back. Yeah. It starts off great, and then once the shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. he's like, I gotta turn back to normal. Mm-hmm. I gotta turn back to normal. I, I can't do this anymore, so. But anyway. Um, so, for them to do a remake of Lost World... I was like, ah, oh, man, because like there was always that potential with any of these new franchise, updated sequel. I had a feeling that eventually, whether it was this one or the next film, that dinosaurs were going to get off the island in some weird form. Yeah. But I was also hoping they would make it back to the island in some way or form. Yeah, or an <laughs> island. An island. You know. So. Um, <laughs> already, we I can just feel this being like a hate fest. Mm. Um. Because it's getting harder and harder to speak about the positives. Okay, well, okay, the whole volcano thing. New Blair's going to get destroyed. Saddens me, obviously, because that's the original island, right? Mm-hmm. Extinction level event. All dinosaurs are going to be wiped out. we got to get to that island. we got to save the dinosaurs. They're all going to be wiped out. Yeah. What the fuck happened to Swarnum with all these dinosaurs? It's not mentioned. It wasn't mentioned in World. No. They didn't say they took all the dinosaurs off Swarnum and brought them over to New Blair. Exactly. So what about this other island that's full of dinosaurs? Well, as far as we know, they're no longer full of dinosaurs. Even though we left Not them in Jurassic Park 3. We left them in ja- Jurassic Park 3. Full of dinosaurs. Full of dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, even new dinosaurs that we've yeah. never seen before. Pteranodons. Yeah. Okay. But you're right. They never mention Isla Sorna at all. And that, that, so like the whole foundation of this film depends on that plot line. And that plot line alone is flooded to me. Yes. What about the other friggin' island yes. that's full of dinosaurs? As heartbreaking as that scene was when that Brachiosaur was on the dock. Okay, you know what? That was sad as shit. I fucking teared up in the theater. But it wasn't just that, man. Like, okay. But even just seeing the Triceratops drowning? That drowning, the Brachiosaurus. Oh. When it was there and it was showing the fire, they should just cut, look at the characters' faces as they watch this. 
going back to him, just like, and then stands up just like he did in the first movie. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now you're just, now you're just really trying too hard to pull on my heartstrings. It took me good. I got it. Every, it got me. It got every me. Jurassic Park movie has that heartstring scene. There was a Triceratops in the first one. Yeah. Last movie had the, the Brachiosaurus all dead from the Adonis Rex. That's right. This and one. And then the different, we saw all the bodies. That's right. Yeah. This one had too many of those scenes. It was depressing to me. It lacked the excitement of the original Jurassic Park movies, and it depended too much on you just being real fucking sad. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, because I remember that whole, because it's a good 20 minutes yeah. of just all these dinosaurs dying. Dying. Just and all dying. You don't see any of the like the scary dinosaurs dying. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all the, 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 the nice ones. The Triceratops, the Brachiosaurus, <laughs> the friendly herbivores. Those are the ones that die. Yeah. You see that. And you're right. That is... I didn't need that Brachiosaurus scene because I, I didn't knew need that either. I knew what was happening on it, and that was sad enough for me. I agree. That, but that did push me over the edge. But then we hop on the boat, and on the boat we get to see this friggin' what the hell is his name? Ken Wheatley, the Ten Ten Levine actor, uh, who played Buffalo Bill in Songs of the Lambs. <clears throat> Wait, what? Yeah, Ted Levine. The, yeah. The, the the asshole in this. I'm pretty positive that was Buffalo that Bill. That was Buffalo Bill. Pretty one hundred percent positive. Maybe that's why he looks so familiar. Yeah. Check you know, phone I, if you I'm want. breaking a rule. I'm breaking a rule. Check phone. We've but been really anyways, good with this lately. We get to see him ripping a tooth from an innocent dinosaur. Yeah. And then we well, go. Well, hold on. Let's rewind a bit. The second that that character's introduced, you knew he was a piece of shit. You knew right away, and I feel like they they didn't even really try not to and, telegraph. And him. I actually knew he was a piece of shit because that actor always plays a villain, <laughs> just like the crazy Russian who was in Lost World. Always playing a villain. Motherfucker, that is goddamn <coughs> Buffalo Bill. Yep. Ha! Hilarious. So, so he's ripping... That's another trilogy we'll have to do. Movie trilogy? Yeah. Oof. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so yeah, okay. All right. Um, so now, yeah, I'm like, like into the depression, like, okay, so the tooth rip, blue gut shot, that made me very unhappy. Especially because they kept doing the... But then they kept going back to the surgery of blue, and they... Go to the close-up of Lou's face and he's crying. Again, I'm getting depressed by seeing this now. See, the, this that didn't really get me so much. Uh, what got me, like, this is where I was kind of like, ah, fuckers. Because they would go back and they would show him raise, or, like, imprinting himself on Blue and the other raptors. Yeah. And then they would show that Blue's the one that he has the strongest relationship with. Mm -hmm. Like, when they show this scene where Baby Blue gets them all in line, and he's just like, oh my god, did you see that? Did you get that? Or he's pretending he's crying. And then he's echo, attacking. Echo and attack. Attacking. And then, like, and then finally, like, he gets to a point where he's like this, and all of a sudden Blue, Blue is just like a dog, just like, oh, oh, what's the matter? Are you okay? Those scenes I thought were really, really good. <clears throat> um, but and this is kind of where, this is where, like, I thought they were building to have Blue with the hero sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Where Blue dies saving... Pratt, or Owen, from the Indoraptor, okay? Which I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, it was just... You know, but... We'll get to the Indoraptor. You know, and yeah. the fact that that didn't happen, it was... It, and this is a common theme for me in this movie, where I feel like they build to this point, but then do this. Instead of doing this, and it's... Uh, I know that, like, officially, Blue is, like, the T-Rex of the new franchise. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's fine, but at the same time, 
well, what is Blue going to do now? We'll get to the ending, because uh, it's one of the things I like the least. But we'll get to the ending and what this spells for the future of the franchise. If there is one in <laughs> this movie, you know? I, I don't... Well, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to the future. You know, but, but so they're building up the, their shoulder, and I love that they show the relationship. That's actually one of my favorite parts, is where you see the training and the progression and stuff like that, because they haven't hinted how it happens. They say, well, you know, you imprint at birth, and it's about respect, and blah, blah, blah. So basically, you know, I'm sure they make Blue kind of more like a dog in this one. Yeah. But they still, sure. they still say, well, this is like... If, you know, blues alive, then this is the, the second smartest thing on the planet. Mm -hmm. So even just with those words, you know that they're like, okay, yeah. all right. And even BD Wong is like, no, 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 we need blue. We need blue to mm -hmm. perfect Indoraptor. Yeah. Okay. Because without that mothering aspect, which was weird, but I think it was just, <coughs> I look at it like BD's trying to like word it in a way so his conscience is clear, so that he, because I th I feel like they're just gonna splice whatever's in blue, you know what I mean, and join it with Indoraptor, but whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, so like, I feel like they could have killed her, killed her off, and then they would have been like, whoa, okay. But you have that, you know, hero scene where he looks at Owen that last second, and he's like, okay, buddy, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, I was, you know, I, if they would have killed Blue, then this would have really made me upset, because there was already too much of, that's and I, that might be why they didn't do it. Yeah, like. But I just feel like it's just another thing. And there was a couple other things where I thought, well, you could have went here, but you chose to go here or not really mention it ever again. That kind of shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ultimately, yes, I'm glad that they did kill Blue because I like Blue. Mm -hmm. I think, and even if, well, even though I'm not really happy with how they ended it, I do like the character Blue. But I think I liked him, her a little bit more in the first one. Me too. You know. Me too. Because it. Even in the first, the first one, he even says like, "They won't hesitate to rip my fucking head off. I just have to be on top of things." Yeah. This one, there was less of that threat there, so it was more like they really played up more of the dog aspect. So yeah. okay, not the greatest, but not the worst. Right. What's next? What's next? Um. Because okay, we're, we're on the boat. We're on the boat. Oh, I was sorry. Sort of, okay. Well, let's go back to the opening scene because I was getting into the sad stuff, and then yeah. we got way off that. The opening scene with the Mosasaurus going after that submarine, that was awesome. Yeah, that whole The way it was scene. it was right above it, and then it was behind it, just like stalking in the shadows of the that ocean. Yeah, it was crazy cool. And I loved it that was, they had the one creepy. dude who was like, man, relax. Anything that down, is down here is dead. And the other dude's like, I don't fucking care. I want to be out of here. Yeah. You know, and they pick up the piece of uh, the Indominus Rex that's in there, the bone for further <coughs> cloning and shit like yep. that. But that sequence reminded me a lot of uh, the beginning of Jurassic Park. Yes. Yes. I had exactly. the same vibe. Just the dark and the, the, the rain and the thunder. And, and, and just the, like, even the one, like, they all know that these this island is populated by dinosaurs. And it's just almost like, is everyone so arrogant to just think that nothing's ever going to happen to them? Yeah. Because even the one dude, like, and I feel for him because they're all just doing doing their jobs, but, like, I agree, like, you had the, the one, they're in the water, then right behind it, like, you just see it move just off in the distance, and then it's right behind him, yeah. and just, boom, and you're like, whoa, yeah, and then that guy, this, and the guy up on the land, you got the T-Rex scene, which was awesome, 
That was awesome. This see, I do want to see that again though, because for some reason it just seemed really dark to me when we watched it the first time, and it might have been the angle we we're watching it at. It might have been the angle that we we're but, watching it at. But I like the, the Mosasaurus stuff, I was able to see fine. Yeah. The T Rex stuff, it was like it was hard for me to focus for some reason. Okay. 3D angle, I don't know what. But, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's in um, there. Um, I, the only thing I will say it was, though, it was awesome. I didn't like how he got away from the T Rex and was like, yeah. You know, because you're like, why would you do that? Why would you celebrate this until you're on the fucking helicopter? Yeah, and then Mosasaurus. Because then the Mosasaurus <laughs> is just like, nope. Yeah. Big fat nope on that one. But that whole opening sequence, you're right, was amazing. It was awesome. He was outrunning that T-Rex on foot, though, which was a little... A little. Because, I mean, they could barely outrun it in the Jeep in the original. I know. I'll, I'll say, okay, she's 25 years older now. Maybe she's slower. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't you know. know. And maybe he's got a shot of pure adrenaline because he was already. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, but visually, though, amazing opening sequence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So great. So great. Made me feel really good about what was to come. Exactly. That's right. I, yeah. I literally watched that sequence. And it's okay. Because I also liked how they show the Mosasaurus getting out. Yeah. He and we don't out. mention him at all. Until. And then later, I thought, that's actually kind of dumb that we wouldn't mention this. But. And I'll get to that as well, too. So, yeah. So, from there, to get to the island where, for the most part, the island's all right, I feel. Like, visually looks amazing. It is really heavy-handed with the uh, the deaths and stuff. So, it is kind of a morbid one. Uh, Michelle was telling me that she thought that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character. What was her name again? I can't remember. Claire Deary. Claire. That's right. Her her character, she's like, it's so different from the first one. It's a real big difference. It's a huge departure. Like even with the three years span between them, I feel like she changed too much. And that's what Michelle was saying. And I was kind of like, well, I mean, that was a traumatic experience. You know, and she was hanging out with Owen more, you know. But Which the more I think her, about it. Yeah. But the more I think about it, the more I go, yeah, it's actually kind of right because... She wasn't really doing this out of a, a love and respect for the dinosaur. She was just really good at her job of promoting and just happened to get this job. So she was just really focused on promoting that to the best of her abilities. You never got the sense that she was in love with any of these dinosaurs in Jurassic World. Um, she did cheer up during the Brachiosaurus and stuff. Okay, but I mean, I, I mean, okay. Who wouldn't, though? I feel like she would love them more now, though, because of her time with Owen after the island. And and I that's kind of partly, too. But again, the more I think about it, the more I just kind of go... It's almost, it is too far. Yeah. You know? Because now she dedicates her entire life yeah. to protecting them, regardless of the fact that she herself and her nephews and her on-again, off-again lover all almost died from these. Like, mm -hmm. sure, the T-Rex and the Mosasaurus saved them from the Indominus Rex, and uh, Blue didn't kill them. Do you think the T-Rex wouldn't have killed them if they had a shot at it? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it just seems... And this is where I said in the previous CamCast, where it just seems weird that these people are trying to keep these dinosaurs alive for altruistic methods. I understand the ones that want to keep them alive to continue, you know, the genetic splicing and the using them as weapons. That I understand completely. But the ones that look at it like, uh, well, just leave them on an island and then we won't ever fuck with them and it's like well no you can't do that you can never ever they can never go anywhere except for the second extinction because otherwise you can't escape it mm -hmm. you know I mean can you honestly sit there and tell the kid, the mother whose kid got eaten by a raptor in their backyard yeah yeah well we gotta protect these animals yeah okay great but who protected my ch my kid yeah I have fences but that didn't do shit for this raptor yeah you stalked my kid yeah you know, 
geeked him out with chocolate bars because it's the second smartest thing on the planet. I did my research, bitch. That mm-hmm. thing killed my son. Like, Play some ping pong. Yeah. They're having a good time. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, here's a chocolate bar. Little kid is gone. You know, I've got a, I got a game thing. I don't know what it's called, but mm-hmm. he seemed to like it. Yeah. And I have that too. And I'm a dinosaur. Maybe you go ahead and pet me. Yeah. Because I'm cute. You brush my teeth. Look, look, blue. I got a blue streak here. Yeah. What do you want to call me? You want to call me blue? <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat you. Like, yeah. So, okay. And I and the more I think about it, like I said, like you're in the same. You and I are both in the same boat. But the more I thought about it, I was like, the more I'm like, out of the moment. I'm like, yeah, but that is a huge departure. Mm-hmm. And then the for what's her character's name? I can't remember now. Um, the, the, the paleo veterinarian. Oh, that was um, Zia. Yeah, so they go paleo veterinarian, and she's like, yeah, that's a thing. And immediately I'm like, how the fuck is that a thing? Mm-hmm. How do you go to school for that? In order for you to get it, to be really good at a paleo veterinarian stat, or veterinarian status, you actually have to work on dinosaurs. How are you going to do that? Yeah, you've... And then she sees her first dinosaur in the movie. She, she exactly. tears up. Exactly. I never thought I'd see one. Well, how uh, have you been learning your craft? Yeah, because like, you can learn from a book all day long. Mm-hmm. So until you do it, I could read a book on driving and go, ah, trust me, I get this. Yeah. But until you get behind a wheel mm-hmm. and actually go, oh, okay, and then feel the concept of driving and going, oh, totally different. Yeah, ballgame. totally different from the book. Never mind, yeah. you're able to actually uh, successfully do a blood transfusion on a raptor. Using the blood of a T-Rex. Using the blood of a T- Well, carnivore. Just a carnivore. Just a carnivore. That's, that's what it was. Right. But one carnivore in the ship. Yeah, the only carnivore that they decided... Oh, they actually had a couple carnivores, though. They had the... Uh, yeah, they did. They had that other the one. Allosaur, the Allosaur. The Allosaurus. That was a cool scene. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. You know, But they had the Allosaurus. Then they had that other one with the, the weirdo horns yeah, the on either spike, side. Yeah, the mini Rex The one that wherever. looks evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just looks straight up evil. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, the T-Rex looks scary, but like I said before, it's in that lion category. Where a mm-hmm. lion looks scary, but at the same time, you're like, man, that's that's a fucking cool looking lion. Yeah. Let's put that tattoo on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas that, I don't, I can't even remember what it's called, but that one there was just like, I'm the devil. I'm going to eat everything. Yep. You know? <laughs> I'm going to eat your nuts just for fun. Devil I'm going to chew on them, spit them out, and then I'm going to watch you bleed out from your hole in your nutsack just because I'm fucking evil. Wow, that, 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 was, that was darker than anything I saw in Fallen Kingdom. Was it? I think so. It's pretty close. <laughs> it was pretty dark. But you get my point. I do get the point. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, too, you never saw those animals die. No. No. <laughs> so it's fucking just unreal. The only time you see that close is towards the end. But, man, we'll get to that, too. But, yeah, okay, so anyway. So the, op- so, the whole the whole opening is pretty sweet. The whole opening is pretty sweet. The, on the boat stuff, uh, when you get a feel for... Well, the Justice Smith's character, when he's playing off of uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, and they're trying to get away from... Yeah, the whole part in, the, in that room with the lava dripping down and stuff. That, that was, was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. And I was on the edge of my seat. I was just like, I was like, okay, all right. And I love the parts where it's like, it's kind of get through, then the molten jumps through, and it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's trying to come around to get at him, and I was like, wow. Especially because they open that scene where it's just like, yeah, we unlocked the door. And then it's just like, wait, what was that? Yeah. And then there's a drip of lava, and, and you, you see, see it. The shadow. And you're just like, oh, yeah. oh. So when they do stuff like that, I was like, yes. Yes. You know, this, because it's scary. And they're in a confined space, and they have to get out through the ladder. Like, that whole sequence was awesome. Um, even the sequence 
uh, leading up to like Blue's capture. Like, but that whole sequence is really cool too. Because even though yeah, when no one's tracking Blue. And, yeah, that yeah, I thought was yeah, really cool, was cool too. And then uh, then Owen gets paralyzed. He gets paralyzed. <laughs> gets and they, licked over and the lava's right there. Which I thought was hilarious, but then. <laughs> They had the lava thing, and he did that weird, like, ragdoll thing. Yeah, the flopping. Where they showed they showed that too long, because yeah. it was played for laughs, big yeah. time, but it was just one of those, like... Kept going. When you play it for too long, then my mind starts to think, and it's just like, yeah, but that lava's coming in really quickly, and he doesn't even break a sweat. Yeah, he should be just, like... That's, that stuff's, like, right here. Yeah, it's here. Like he's flopping around. I don't know about you, but if there's lava here. My flesh is burning whether it's touching me yeah, or not. Yeah, like you're already getting burns. Yeah, you're sweating. You're yeah. not like doing this weird ragdoll thing. Yeah, which, like I said, like it was just the more I think, the more I'm removed from the initial like, because the stuff when they hit it good. Mm -hmm. Oh man. There, they hit it so good. Yeah. It's just an uneven movie. It's a very uneven that movie. That doesn't know what it wants to be. Mm -hmm. And that and I said this to Michelle, she's like, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's trying to be too many things instead of just picking one thing mm -hmm. and going into it. So so Claire's characterization, initially, like right away, it's a little jarring. It when is. They don't do that aspect and it's just Claire being Claire. Yeah. Then it's it's like, okay, all right, I remember this. Yep. Um I felt that Owen is actually a little bit more one note in this movie. I felt he grew a little more as a character though. I felt really? that they kind of switched roles in this one compared to the world where she was the one that grew and he was just, you know, the badass on the island. And this one now she was set on saving these dinosaurs and this was her goal. And he was the one that didn't want to come, and then and then decided to come, and then felt this, and and he kind of grew. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, okay, yeah, I can actually. I kind of feel like they kind of switch roles. A little I can see that. Them. I can see that. that. That actually makes a lot of sense too, because I mean, there is like later on with uh, the daughter, granddaughter. Yeah, the yeah, whatever you want to call her. Well, right now we'll say granddaughter. Macy was her name. Macy, Macy Lockhart. Macy, that's right. Yeah. Macy Lockhart, and that one. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like it was because it was an instant connection with those kids. Yeah. Just like it was an instant connection with the other kid, or with her, with the others. Yeah. And uh, like I even thought it was cute how she gravitated immediately to him. Yeah. And not to the woman. And he was kind of just like, oh, that, he, okay. that she knew she yeah. met before. Yeah. He was just like, okay, all right. So yeah, there's. There's a bit of growth, but I still feel like it was kind of more one note with him, though. Yeah. They were just like, you're going to be Chris Pratt in this movie, more so. Um, we're going to give you a little bit of meat, but you're really just Chris Pratt. Mm -hmm. um, which is a good gig if you can get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> the fucking, I have to say, though, the, the blood transfusion scene. Yes. It's, it's the first part of the movie where I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't know. With the T-Rex in the cage? Yeah. And then they're, yeah, she's like up on top of it. He's like, that was awesome. Yeah, like, especially because like he was able to find the vein fairly quickly, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. Considering how tough the skin is and you can't really see the vein through that reptilian. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting skin. that he was able to find the vein immediately. Uh, instead of having the actual quote-unquote paleo veterinarian be the one that does the transfusion. Yeah. It's got to be Claire. Right. Or, what was Justice Smith's character again? What was his name? Jar Jar? Jar Jar. Franklin Webb. Franklin Webb. Okay. So, 
<laughs> so it's or even him, like he couldn't put his hand on the the yeah. big bullet he, hole. Just shrieking the whole time. Uh, you know, but Claire couldn't do that either. Yeah. So that was immediately me going like, uh, okay. Um, and then the amount of noise that the T Rex makes, and nobody checks this out. You get He's the, scratching the walls. You get the one scene where they lock the door. Okay. And immediately I went like, oh, at least they didn't drag that part out. Mm -hmm. It was an immediate like, oh, I can get up through the roof and then that's it. Right. That's okay. all. Yep. But he's, now the T-Rex is groggily up. He's making noise. He's thrashing around. You're right. Like he's scratching on the walls and nobody goes, hey, what's up with T-Rex? You mm -hmm. want to go trank the T-Rex a bit more? You know, and just. Like it was suspenseful. It was really suspenseful, but, but, but the second that, that he, happened, he it was like. He dives oh. through the mouth. Almost gets Which was chomped. cool. It was cool. It was cool. They get outside the door, close the doors up, and they both go like back in. So they're just like, wow, that was crazy. And it's just like, and immediately the T-Rex is silent. Yeah. Like it's over now. It's quiet. Never mind that he's and nobody is bleeding. coming to check this out. He's bleeding. Um, he's bleeding. He's also been woken up from a drug induced. So he's all fucked up. Yeah. When he, when he last remembers was being on an island. Yeah. Now he's in this enclosed space. But... I got to roll over, go yeah. back to sleep. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Nobody checks that out. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Franklin even ends up on the boat crew. Right. Yeah. Because nobody and working in the laboratory with the boo and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's they're just like it was just a lot of like me going like ugh. I mean, I will say though with the the paleo veterinarian, I did like that she was uh, she wasn't a pussy about anything. I liked her I don't give a shit attitude. Where like like even the bad guy was like, This is one cranky woman or Yeah, like I love when like, it was just like, Whoa, he was like, I don't even know how to handle this one. Yeah. You know? And he's the guy that's like ripping tooths out of pasto dinosaurs. Yeah. Which... Only the, the happy looking innocent ones. Yeah. Doesn't go after the carnivores. You don't see the carnivores getting teeth ripped. Yeah, exactly. well and then when he does. Doesn't work that well. He gets his just desserts. Yeah. That scene was good. I like that scene. Yeah, where it's like... But I liked it immediately like he's just like, look, you know what? I, I'm gonna kill you. It's like, okay, fine. If you wanna kill me, then this raptor dies. And this raptor is the most important thing. That's fine. You know? And then he's just like, okay, fine. If this raptor dies, you die. Like, yeah, okay, you just got punked out. No yeah. matter how you wanna word it, you got punked out by yeah. a woman. Mm -hmm. And, um, like a... Not even like a tough woman. You know what I mean? But I love that she was played tough. Yeah. And didn't I, I, back down ever. I really enjoyed her as a character. But then when you see her and she sees the dinosaur, and I know we just said, like, it seems dumb that you're a paleo-veterinarian and yet you've never seen a dinosaur before. But at least when she does, she's, like, she starts tearing up. She's like, I never thought I'd see one. Mm -hmm. You know? And then, and then I'm starting to tear up because I'm like, I wish I could see one in real life. Yeah, know? I know. Exactly. From a safe distance. Yeah. Beside, like, a ton of protectiveness. But yep. still, I would love to see one. I'd be mm -hmm. like, this is absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, I, I, I never got that, uh, I got the impression that they were trying to, like, troll people by having millennials cast as millennials. Because, like, the Franklin character is literally like, oh, I don't want to do anything because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and sure, he becomes more so towards the end of the character. That was the only part where I was just kind of eye-rolling because you knew where it was going to go. Yeah, I mean, you knew it. Like. You know? Um, uh, yeah, so, like, on the boat, and even when they, they get on the boat and then get off the boat, there's a lot of, like, really? 
Like, how the fuck? Well, the boat is pretty much, when you look at it scene for scene, it, it plays out very, it's comedy. It is a comedy. So you got this this action adventure type thing at the beginning, the first opening act, and you go right into a comedy, yep. and then you're going into a brooding, dark horror flick, like gothic horror flick. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I think part of the problem is that this is a PG-13 movie. Yeah. This isn't like a 14A or a, or an R movie. Because they, they they know where the market is, right? Because uh, like we always I always forget, but Jurassic Park was 14A. You couldn't go without parents if you weren't 14. Well, 14A is basically the PG-13 or PG-13 of Canada. Or whatever, so, but yeah, I mean, whatever the it, rating was, you needed to have parents. It was parents. PG-13. You needed that B-13. So this should have been the same thing. Or was this PG-13? It was PG-13. All, all five. Yeah, PG-13. okay. So this is PG-13. Yeah. Um, but like, so we've got an action flick that's now bleeding into a comedy flick that bleeds into a horror flick, but also still has heavy elements of, uh, comedy, but also real world, uh, commentaries and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it really bounces everywhere. And also, uh, an environmentalist method message too, with the animals and like trying to preserve life. And it's just, I have a harder time with that one. You know, because, well, like, I'm not saying we should kill off lions, right? But I'm also not in Africa mm -hmm. living with lions. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not putting myself in that position, right? If I ever do a lion, like a safari type thing, if I ever do that, that'll be an amazing life-changing event, you know? But at the same time, uh, and, and I don't want any animal to ever die, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like, like, if a lion kills somebody I know... Well, I'm not going to want lions around me. Mm -hmm. And dinosaurs, I feel like, what was it, uh, Malcolm says in the first movie, they had their shot. I'm at that point where I'm like, yeah, they had their shot. I feel like this this franchise has to end with no more dinosaurs. No more dinosaurs. <laughs> I think it's going the opposite route I, yeah, after this. That's right. But I mean, like, if, the, if they actually do the third final movie, mm -hmm. potentially... In order for it to actually end, there has to be no islands at all. No hidden islands. No secret islands. Nothing. Okay? There's going to be no genetic traces of any of these things. Yeah. They also have to be wiped off the face of this planet. There's not a park or a zoo or an island that they can go to because it'll just keep happening again. Someone's going to go, do you remember that island? Mm -hmm. Do you know what's on that island? Uh, dinosaurs. You know what we could do with those dinosaurs? You know what I mean? Like, you'll never ever get away from the negative people that want to use these things for horrible needs. Um, having said that, though, if I were to change one thing, I know I'm just saying, like, no islands and stuff, I would have actually put uh, Lockwood's house and estate on, on an island. island. I would have put that on an island, not in the middle of, of the California. bush. California. In, yeah, in California. California. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that one, um, especially because, I mean, dinosaurs tend to survive in a more of a tropical atmosphere. So when we see these dinosaurs now running around, with the exception of blue, in these like, like Canadian wilderness type settings or like Middle America wilderness type settings, not really in the tropics of say Hawaii or anything like that. I'm like, well, how long are they going to live in this temperature? Because they're they're cold blooded, so if it's too cold, then they start to move slower, 
And if it gets cold enough, then they stop moving and they eventually die. So. Yeah, Ice Age. Yeah, exactly. So that's part of it. The whole house scene. Uh, overall, I like the house. The fact that these dinosaurs are in this house. Yeah. I don't like the auction scene. I hate the auction scene. I really, even even Adrian, right after the movie, she goes, why is it an auction scene in there? It's like in Ray of the Movie. I didn't even realize that uh, What's-His-Face was supposed to be doing a uh, Trump character. I didn't even realize. I didn't make that connection. Who, with the auction, yeah? Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't get that either. And yeah, apparently with the hair and the the way he was acting and talking. That Toby Jones? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. I didn't get that at all. I thought he was a little asshole, but I didn't recall. Yeah, I just thought he was just a douchebag prick. Yeah. But again, it's like, none of these people ever sit there and go, like, we've got four movies up to this point where nothing ever happens, like, nothing ever ends good for the people that are interacting with these dinosaurs. Yeah. Nothing. There's not one positive for any of these people, aside from the fact that they survive. <coughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They survived. That's it. Ian Grant, or sorry, Alan Grant is still a paleontologist who's like killing himself to get funding for his raptor studies. Still, you know, Ian, uh, Ian Malcolm is still the quirky chaotician who writes books against, but his life isn't any better. Mm -hmm. No one's benefited from this shit. And yet these bad guys are like, yeah, we'll just do it. Yeah. You know, the auction at first I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea. And then in practice, because it's a long scene. Very long. And then I was like, oh, and immediately I was thinking, well, what happens to the ones that are shipped off to Russia or wherever these other like, like gangster countries or, or yeah. whatever, you know, terrorist countries. What happens to those animals now, right? Yeah. Or not animals, but you know what I mean. What happens to them, first of all? What happens to B.D. Wong with his suitcase full of other dinosaurs? Because, see, like, I feel like there was more movie to this, and somebody said, well, we got to chop it at the two-hour mark. Because for the first time ever, we talk about an actual cloning of a human being. That was the best. I kind of felt like it was coming because they were going to show the picture and we knew that he was in cloning and he helped Hammond fund the, the original island. And... See, I didn't make that connection at first because Michelle said she immediately thought it was going to be... I, at first I was thinking it was someone from that's been in the movies. Hammond's granddaughter. From the first one. Right. Okay. And she thought, oh, it might be her. And she's like, yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because it's Hammond's granddaughter. Yeah. This and is she's like, thing. yeah. And then I was thinking, but they don't ever want to show pictures. And I was like, I bet you it's a clone. And then they do the clone thing. Now, right away, I'm going to say that I feel like that is kind of the natural progression. Because if they... Clone dinosaurs. If you can clone dinosaurs, what's stopping you? And I do like that at least, you know, they were working together and that was the, that was the schism. I used this word earlier. That was the schism that broke the two together so that you could still retroactively introduce this character, even though he's a Hammond character. Yeah. You could introduce him, and you go, okay, that that makes sense. But my problem is is that they, they do that, and they go, okay, so Maisie's character is a clone. Yeah. And then they, all, they never reference it again until the end, when she, in probably the stupidest move in this whole movie, lets the dying dinosaurs free, 
because they're just like her. Which I was like, I, I get it, but you spent the last, let's say, half an hour to an hour getting stalked by the Indoraptor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, the first time she meets any of these dinosaurs, it's the Indoraptor who almost kills her in the first scene that she's in, right? Yeah, playing with her hair. Yeah, and then after that, it's all Indoraptor and other dinosaurs that... So I don't get how she's just like, let's set them free. And if this was on an island, I would be making the ending a little bit different. (coughs) Yeah, I mean, I was like... I was like... See, watching those dinosaurs get poisoned, I was like, this is the final straw for me. Like, it was, I was depressed with all the dinosaurs. There's a lot of dinosaur torture in the movie. Just straight there up a torture, lot of dinosaur torture. dinosaurs. So, like, just watching them get poisoned, I was like, if they all die right now, and especially knowing that the original T-Rex in the first movie is in that bunch, yeah. if they all die right now, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't die that way. Like, I know I keep saying, like, they, they, mm. in order to end this series, they got to die. I mean, they're going to end the series... They may never end the series. The trilogy will end, and it will probably set up a new trilogy. They make too much money. There's always like some way to keep it going, and okay, that's fine. And I mean, like I'm at an age now where, all right, if I see a new set of Jurassic Park movies, I'll understand it. You know, those there might be stuff I'd like out of, but ultimately, those aren't my Jurassic Park movies because my Jurassic Park movies are, are like you know the first batch. And, you know, Jurassic World. I And I like that, you know, even though I, I disagree with a lot of, of what happens in Fallen Kingdom, to the point where I'm not really sure if I actually enjoy it, if it gets worse down that rabbit hole with the next one, at least I know that Jurassic World was a satisfying wrap-up to that original series. Yes. I mean, you can watch Jurassic World, and then they're like, you know, and that's it. You can watch the, the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, never entertain any of the other movies, yeah. and just be like, oh, man, this is great. And that's it. You know, <coughs> um, the Macy stuff. I feel like, like I said, like if we had an extra half an hour, we could have had a little bit more to it than that. I hate the Macy stuff about her being a clone because now that opens up the door to something I'm really hoping doesn't happen, which is cloning humans with spliced dinosaur DNA. Yep, mutated human dinosaurs. Why? Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, they were teasing it back before Jurassic World came out, and they were showing, like, images that the original And group, everyone lost their minds. Yeah. Like, Don't fucking do that. Dinosaur Don't human people. Yeah. They were, they were talking about it as far back as the third movie, though. They, yeah. Because they were going to do that in the Jurassic Park 4. Which makes it seem like they really want to do this. They really want to do this. They keep pushing So that's where this. the next one This is going. like John Waters and his giant spider bullshit. Yeah. They really, really want to do this. And that was the one thing that I... I I feel, even if they would have said in this movie, like, uh, you can't splice the two together, that kind of thing, like, that would have been fine, but, like, I agree, like, we're now, we're you, You've close. opened that door now. Yeah. you got a cloned human, you got the cloned dinosaurs. But you've also opened up the door where, like, now we're cloning humans. Mm-hmm. It's like, where does it end? Especially because, I mean, like, fuck, like, Maisie's life now is fucked. Yeah, and how do you like? I'm assuming she's, she's going to return 12, in the next. 13, well, she has to. She's she's a big part of the puzzle now, of where the series is going. Right, but like, like it, like I said, immediately I was like, okay, well, I guess that is the natural progression. I mean, it makes sense, and it was one of those where, like, when it happened, I went, oh yeah, why wouldn't they have done this sooner? Like, that would have been an avenue that somebody would have said, well, why don't we do this? Mm-hmm. You know, dinosaurs is cool and all, but why not humans? Right? Yeah. And all the implications that yeah. that opens up. But 
again, we're I feel like when we get to uh whatever they call Jurassic World three. I read an article on uh comic book resources where someone's like, is the third film's title as obvious as we think it's going to be? And I was like, oh, interesting. And I clicked on it and they're like, after the end of this, the chance of it becoming Jurassic World War <laughs> is, is a huge possibility. Oh, right. Because, I mean, they could potentially go on the uh, Planet of the Apes type of thing. That's the way I'm getting. Like, I'm getting like, if it ends on the next, the next one wraps this trilogy, and they're gonna keep going. We're we're so we'll just have like a sea of cloned we're Django in, Fets. Yeah, we're in sorry, Boba Fets. Yeah, we're in Planet of the Apes like territory now. <laughs> oh God! And they yeah. got they gotta bring up Sorna because that's really pissing me off. Like, oh, we're gonna rescue these eleven dinosaurs and bring them to the sanctuary. Like, why don't you rescue all the dinosaurs and just bring them over to the island next door? Yeah, and then like what is literally make it so that nobody can get there yeah. ever. Yeah. And that this entire island is contained yeah. the, as best they can so that even the Tyrannodons don't get through. Right. You know? You gotta kill the Flyers, you gotta kill the Mosasaurus. Yeah, Mesosaurus is dead, the Flyers are dead, yeah. anything that cannot fly or swim, they live for as long as they can on this island. On this one that's island, contained. nobody can. And sorry, Maisie, you have to die because you uh, also open up a door that should never be opened. Yeah, as a sci-fi geek, it's like, you know, I'm the same guy that's like looking at home automation and how we're saying like, okay, Google, do this, and I'm going like, does anyone watch Terminator movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, eventually, we're gonna get to a point <coughs> where you can say they'll never become sentient, but you can't guarantee that they yeah. won't. You could arrogantly do that, but then what happens? Then the robots take over because mm -hmm. eventually we're gonna get to a point where we make a robot that is just like an ex machina, yeah. where we don't know it's a robot. It passes the Turin's test. Yeah. Okay. And then what? Yeah. Then it takes over. Then all of it takes over. Who do we have to blame? Certainly not the robots, because yeah. we created them in our image, and they looked at us and went, oh, well, if we're going to be humans, why don't we take over? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool that you can say, hey, Google, turn my lights down by 20% and play, you know, Pantera Cemetery Gates, because I got an air drum and say goodbye to somebody that helped me out when I was younger. Yeah. That's cool, but eventually, you're not going to want that. Because you'll go, hey, Google, can you do this? And it'll shut the doors, lock everything up, and go, yeah, you get to die, Chris. Fuck! Yeah. Boom! Mini rants there. <laughs> but, but even like, so we we do the, uh, okay, I will say, though, even though uh, the Indoraptor is a yeah. really poor retread of Indominus Rex. Yeah, I mean. I wasn't even a big fan of the it's visuals. Like, why not just make the Indominus Rex again? You have the bones. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you just do that? Yeah. But, I, you know, they want to make it uh, faster. Faster and smaller can go Smaller, smarter, faster yeah. was the, the idea. Okay, all right, and I get that. that laser pointer went after. And... Yeah, although that's dumb. Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. I've got a gun pointed yeah. on you. Yeah. I could kill you with the gun. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yep. Like, like, okay. Uh, well, well, just see this. Let's see this. Trained on you. Mm -hmm. There's a raptor right there. I'm gonna kill you with this gun a lot quicker than that raptor's ever gonna get to you. Yeah. That the fucking super raptor is is fast. Yeah. You're dead. Raptor's gonna go. Why am I even here? 
you know, kill the guy's shot. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It just seems I'm like hungry. A, it's You're a dead. Bad idea. All you around. Know, the concept is it was sound until you think about it after the movie's done. After the whole like Oh, then you're like, wait a minute. This is dumb. Mm. Um, the only thing I really liked, the two things I liked with the Indoraptor was the scene where uh, Irvine's character gets it because they do the little tail thing. So you knew, and I knew he wasn't asleep, but I liked that they did that. It. And then it went down, opened his eyes, and you're like, oh. The only thing that I didn't like was that they lead into the first ever dino smirk I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. And I caught that, yeah. and I remember just being like, wait a minute. Did that just fucking happen? Did he just like smirk into the camera like, ha ha, got him. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. Also, he took two tranks and doesn't even like. He took two tranks and had the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to play dead. Yeah. And then just went crazy after everyone in the house. Yeah. Like didn't slow him down at all. No, 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 no. Um, Oh yeah, that's right. In the bedroom seat. Full on like. Yeah. Let's go. Shakes out the bullets. <laughs> yeah, that bedroom seems creepy though. I can get, I can get the how people saying it like reminds me of like Nosferatu a little because of the hands. Yeah, the way it moved yeah. with its hands. Yeah, the uh, Michelle said that she hated that he constantly clicked. Oh yeah, because he was drumming. He was drumming them hard, and I was yeah. like, I was okay. And then she mentioned, them, I'm like, he actually does it all the time. Yeah, like it's a constant thing. Is he nervous? <laughs> We've made this ultimate killing machine that's going to kill everyone. They won't see him coming, but they'll hear him. But on some level... He'll be drumming all the way through the house until he gets here. He's just like, I kind of want to kill you, but I kind of want you to love me. I'm not (laughs) sure what to do. In the record. But the whole scene where he's stalking Maisie is, like, suspenseful and scary. So suspenseful. And creepy. You get that little throwback to the first film where she's in the... the Even when we made... Immediately we made Dino Crisis references. Yeah. Seeing this now, I'm like, well, why don't we get a Dino Crisis movie? Yeah. You know? I mean, it couldn't That's be any worse step. than the Resident Evil movie. And we said cloning will go into, like, different dimensions in the next film. And time travel and stuff yes, like that. Yes, but, uh, but, yeah, like, and I, I actually, and Michelle is claustrophobic, so she didn't really like the claustrophobic scenes. Mm. I loved it. I was like, man, this is kind of yeah, like Aliens. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, this is, because there's not a lot of places for them to go. And then finally when they get into, like, the huge museum mm-hmm. area, there's more to it, um, but it does kind of like fall under the uh, the dinosaurs are really loud until they want to surprise you, and then you can never hear them. So even the T Rex, who's like, all of a sudden you can never hear them. Yeah. And then it's like, boo! I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> didn't hear me coming, did you? Yeah. So the Indorex does that as well, and it's the same thing where it's just like. But all yeah. of a sudden, it's just like, boo, I'm yeah. right here. <laughs> no clicking. Shit. Fuck. You know? Um, but that whole scene, I thought, was really, really cool. The uh, <laughs> the one scene, though, I like when they're on the roof and it's raining. And the Indoraptor is... Oh, by the way, I hate the name. Indoraptor. Indoraptor. I mean, I get it because they wanted to splice an Indominus. Yeah. But Indominus Rex still is badass. The yeah. name is badass. That's a good name. Indominus Rex. badass. It was yeah. scary. Indoraptor scary. I didn't really think it looked that badass. Mm-hmm. Like It was like, um, it was a bigger raptor with the Indominus arms. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the scene where they're on the, the terrarium style roof or yep. whatever, yep. and it's having a hard time 
getting to them because the glass cracks along. You know, and he's just like, ah, shit. And then uh, Blue shows up and, or no, they actually break the glass and then it's like, picks itself back up. I was like, that's cool. That's awesome. Very smart. It showed how smart it was. The blue thing, like in the bedroom, like, oh, and runs out of bullets. And the the Indoraptor's walking towards him. I was like, here comes blue. Like, just, here comes blue. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, well, how else is he going to get out of this? And then, of course, blue's there. And the fight scene is really cool. And and at least I like that it wasn't like a a knockout. It was the same thing with T-Rex and Dominus, where it was just, He's fighting a losing <coughs> battle. Like, you get the sense that he's not going to win. Yes, exactly. You know, and then uh, when they get the whole falling scene, I was like, they might actually kill Blue, you know? And, and then he, they don't. And he flips. He flips, lands on it. That was cool. Just like that it image. Was cool. The image of the Interaptor on the Triceratops yeah. horns, and then yeah. Blue just standing on top. It and was it's just cool. Like, it was really cool, especially because, like, the last time we saw the Indoraptor on it, and it was just like, he was actually, like, tracking them. And yes. And they were geeking him out a bit, but he was ultimately going to get them. Um, that's probably, like, some of the best parts of the movie because it is legit scary, suspenseful. And even you mentioned the callback scene where she's, like, with the dumbwaiter. Yes. I was like, oh, wow. And, I mean, like, I knew that there was no fake-out, so she was going to get down there. Mm. But I, I did like how he got the sense that the Indoraptor was kind of like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The auction scene, even the bad guy, I didn't like right away. Like, they telegraphed him as being the bad guy right away. Mm -hmm. When he was, like, overly friendly with Claire and overly, like, no, 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 we're totally going to help. We're totally going to help. We just want to bring him to a different island. Immediately, I was like, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. And then when they did the auction scene, and even when he kills Lockwood, all of it, I was just like, ugh. Mm. Like, it's just like, really? And, I mean, he does a good job in the role. Right? Yeah, I mean, he does a good job. All of, but he always plays a bad guy. So, like, I knew, I was like, oh, bad guy. I didn't know that, I don't think I've ever remembered him anything else. Uh, I remember him from certain things. Uh, Evolution, he was in, bad guy. He was in Evolution? He was in Evolution. I gotta watch that movie again. Yeah, it's awesome. It's Ghostbusters with Aliens. I mean, like, I fucking love that Ghostbusters movie. with Aliens. I gotta, I gotta get it, I gotta own it, I gotta yeah. watch it. Love that movie so much. Um, but, like, well, okay, so, was it, uh... The Lockwood character was one of those where I'm like, okay, well, when they killed him off, I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm running out of uh, the auction scene. The auction scene in particular, I just, I still hate it. Especially because, like I said, to the implications. I mean, I think we're right up to the end now. Yeah. So the end is, of course, the dinosaurs are set free by Clone Maisie. And, and what happens is, is that Claire and Owen, with Maisie, now go off to uh, guests. Start their own life. Start their own life or figure out how to hunt them down. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Not, I, my, my guess, my guess would be that in Jurassic World War, because <laughs> it'll probably... I mean, come on. What'll happen is, <laughs> is that Owen and Claire are going to be living off the grid to try and keep the existence of Maisie off the books. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're going to be brought back into the fold by Alan Grant. <laughs> oh, you're feeling Alan Grant will come back. Well, why wouldn't he at this I, point? I'm thinking if anyone's going to come back, it's going to be Billy. <laughs> okay, but who gives a fuck about Billy? Billy! Who gives a shit about Billy, really? When you got think the lucky of, pack, though. Who gives a shit about Billy enough that they're going to go, I'm going to watch that movie because Billy's in it. Billy, 
No. If you were told that Alan Grant was going to be in this movie and he's going to help hunt down these other dinosaurs, Blue in particular, you're going to be like, yep, I'm watching it. That is a jerk-off reference <laughs> and blowing your load. <coughs> uh, so I've simulated masturbation there, just so you know. What For I'm the doing. people listening and not watching, yeah. now you know what happened. Yeah. Um, it's all over the table. <laughs> Alan Grant would be awesome. But then, uh, you know, I was so pumped to see the gold bloom in this. I had no misconceptions. I had a feeling he was not going to be in this movie I didn't think long. he was going to be in it long. But, I mean, I thought his scene would be of more importance where you could cut that short scene. He got to say that we're now in the Jurassic World. He did. <laughs> he had the light come, finds a way. He had all his all his taglines in there. All his callbacks. But you cut that scene, it does nothing to affect the story. <laughs> it does absolutely nothing. Nothing. It does fuck all. Yeah. I mean, okay, well, hold on. It does make the end scene a little bit more palatable because we get to see now all these dinosaurs freely roaming. So I mentioned at the beginning, okay, so we now see the Mesosaurus in a surf about to eat a bunch of surfers. Yeah. Let's say for the sake of argument, it's been five days since the Mesosaurus was let free, mm -hmm. set free, right? Yeah. Okay, because it wasn't it like three days after... Yeah, it was a span of just a few days. Yeah. Let's just say, so three days. Well, they don't really tell you like no. that that opening scene how long before that was they came. Right. It they could be a, it could be a week or two for it all. It could we know. be a week. Let's. I'm going to just say for the sake of argument. Two days. Let's just say a week then. I'll okay. say a week. Yeah. So from start to finish, this movie is a week in terms of time. Okay. So that means that the Mesosaurus has been feeding for a week. Mesosaurus has been feeding for a week mm -hmm. without being, no indications that anyone has said, nobody in submarines or anything like that has been like, hey, so there's this giant fucking fish feeding on everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, maybe the submarines also get eaten too, but then those are now missing submarines full of people. You know what I mean? Like, so at the end, I immediately went, oh yeah, he's been free for a week. No one said shit. Mm -hmm. No one, no, nobody at any point in time has said, what about the big giant like shark fish. Yeah, I got I got that, but then I, but then I was like, I was trying to make sense of it in my head. <laughs> okay. Nublar and Sorna aren't far away from Hawaii, and that was, by the looks of it, a Hawaii surf. Yep. Yeah. Right. So there's not much space in between. He could be feeding off sharks, whales, whatever, until he got to Hawaii. That could just be showing his arrival. Also, that scene could be happening in a different time than the narration itself. That's true. It could be happening. When it's actually like, so it's the next day, yeah. So you're right, like, I mean, there could be timing issues, and people could be like, Oh, it was a massive shark, and oh, it's a shark attack, yeah. But if it's timing, if it's a timing thing, then why show it at the end, mm. you know? Because then I'm, I'm looking at it like, Okay, so the other dinosaurs are now roaming free, yeah. You know, the scene where Bloom is looking like in the desert, I thought was really awesome until I realized that this was the desert looking um, over a town, looking and, over like a, a, su a suburb, and I immediately yeah. went. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay, so here's the other thing. If, if Blue is supposed to be the mascot of this character, or the, the new trilogy, yeah. then Blue cannot be killing... Humans. Humans. Innocent humans. He's a hero. He can... He, she cannot be killing innocent right. humans. Now you put her in this suburb setup, well, she's going to have to kill innocent humans just to eat. Yeah. Because 
I mean, not everyone in the suburbs is a child molester. Mm-hmm. You can't make that argument. <coughs> or whatever, like, evil thing. It's just, I feel like... Exactly. I feel like they're the most evil. Yeah, no. Child molesters <laughs> should definitely get eaten by dinosaurs. Just totally 100%. snacked on. Yeah. But toyed with, the whole thing. But, like, that's my point. So, like, that's one of the aspects where I'm like, okay, moving forward, like, are you... Are they purposely setting up Blue to now sort of be a bad guy? And can you really make the claim that this is a bad guy because she's just doing what she's going to have to do to survive? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I did yeah. like that they made the reference to T-Rex and the lion. Because I said that on the camcast. You did. You said it. And then right there they showed it. And I knew it was coming too. See, good thing you didn't watch those last few trailers. Because they just ruined everything. Yeah. You saw the T-Rex with the lion in the last trailer. You saw the Mosasaurus in the surf. It was, it, okay. The whole end of okay. the movie yeah. was ruined. All right. Okay. Um, you knew they were escaping. Yeah, but the the lion and the T-Rex kind of like hanging out together. Visually freaking awesome. Though. Looked fr- freaking amazing. Yeah, the T-Rex is roaring at a lion while the lion's roaring at it. Like, yeah. That's cool. But at the same time, lion's dead. <laughs> lion's dead. Without yeah. anything. Like, it's not yeah. that the lion's going to be able to fight back either. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. The lion's dead. Tail in the mouth. Mm, mm, that's good. Delicious that's good. Lion. More of that. King of the jungle? Okay. More of that. Yeah. But, and, and then the other dinosaurs that are off in the terrorist countries. Okay, so like they're obviously going to get weaponized. They're getting weaponized. They've been taken. That's it. They're getting weaponized. Um, I mean, at least the one dirtbag Russian-type uh, bad guy, that gangster, didn't get the Indoraptor. Yeah. Even though... He wanted it, and I knew they were going to do that, too. Like, as soon as they said, ah, here's a sneak peek for later. Yeah, like, that's going to work. Yeah, and BD's like, no, no, that's a prototype. It's not finished. It's like, are you fucking for real? You mean to tell me that at no point in time were you thinking, well... This is a good idea. Let's show all these terrorists this freaking super dangerous dinosaur. Yeah, like, all the dinosaurs, but this is the one... Where you're yeah. like, no, 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 that, that's the one not for sale. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is better than all the ones you just bought, but it's not for sale. Yeah, you've already introduced crack cocaine into these people. Yeah. And then you said, I've got the best crack cocaine you could ever, ever possibly yeah. buy. It's not perfect just yet, but this will blow the shit out of the other crack cocaine. Yeah. What do you think they're going to want? Coming soon. What do you think they're going to want? I yeah. want the super crack that's not even finished yet. Yeah. I want that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even care what I gotta do. I know. I don't have to kill people. They're all yeah, dead. All dead. They're all dead. I use that weird gun to attract the Indoraptor. <laughs> the laser gun. Oh. <laughs> uh. Man, I get the concept is behind the laser gun though, because it's like painting a target. So I know, like in military yes. operations, they have to paint the target so that they can dive bomb. I That's get usually that. from the sky. So I get well, okay. Maybe I get the it, concept behind it, but it looked like a fully functioning gun. It just happened to have that feature on top of that. Yes. So then that's where I'm like, well, shoot him. Yeah. So unless they're doing it from the sky. So for the record, the things that I liked, I really liked because I feel like they got it really good. You know, the horror aspects were done really well. Yeah. That, this is coming off our previous, uh, like, re- the remake or the re- re-release of our previous camcast with Jurassic World, where I was like, they didn't have any of those elements. Mm-hmm. There was maybe one or two parts where you were like, oh, fuck. But you were never, like, like on the grip, like, edge of your seat, just like, Jesus Christ, like, oh, my God, yeah, oh, my no, God. This is straight up the most horrific Jurassic Park since the original. Yes. Yes. Horror, it's got horror. Yeah. Um, the cinematography experience. again, like it's again probably the best looking grass park since the first. Even in the like the house, which could have been a boring, bland setup. I will say this real quick though, as far as the house goes, <laughs> so it's a 
huge palatial estate. Yeah. Two or three stories. Yeah. You know, and the scenes where she's, uh, where Maisie's character is running around the top and climbing down, stuff like that. Visually awesome. And then on top of that, you've got, uh, let's say, ten stories down, you've got the new giant secret laboratory that also has an auctioneering booth mm-hmm. where you can bring out the animals to sh- or the dinosaurs to show them off. Plus, an entire holding facility. Yeah. Uh, the holding facility was above ground. Which was strange, because yeah, you didn't see it, it at all during the whole opening. That's act. right. So there's the entire, like, fucking Batman, Batcave style, okay, yeah. all right, in the middle of rural California, where, I mean, a lot of times how they track drug dealers is finding spots where they're outputting more energy than they should based mm-hmm. on the actual dimensions of the house, but this doesn't fly up on the radar for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, what the fuck? But yeah, now that we're talking about it, the holding cells were above ground because they didn't go through an, an elevator to get up to the top to get out. It was just, they're out. Yeah. You know? And yeah, sure, bad guy got it at the end and the Adamus bone was possibly shattered into dust. It looked like T-Rex stomped on it. He stomped on it. Crushed it, I'm assuming. You know? grounded into dust. I didn't see him twist it. But yeah. then again, he also didn't smirk at the camera either. So it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I did. Yeah, it happened. See you later, bitch. Oh, man. Pterodactyls in Vegas. Pterodactyls. That was the worst because I didn't think there was going to be a stinger ending. There was a stinger ending and it was pterodactyls in Vegas for whatever reason. Gambling, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Dino gambling. Just, I, I feel for Michelle for being such a huge Jurassic Park fan yeah. to know that she wanted to love this movie. And the movie that she got to literally be like, I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted more than this. Yeah, she's a huge fan. Um, and I mean, like, even, like, I'm a huge fan too. I'm not on the same level as, uh, as Michelle is. Uh, well, no, with Jurassic Park, I can say it. Jurassic yeah, Park? I'm I, on the same level. Yeah, she, um, um, I'm Jurassic fan. World, I'd have to say uh, I'm comfortably on the same level. Yeah. This one here, I mean, I like that they tried to do enough of it that wasn't like, excuse me, the uh, the Lost World, because especially when you hear the Fallen Kingdom, you're already kind of going like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. But it just it opens up too many things that I'm like, I feel like they're banking on this being not so much a trilogy. I mean, yeah, they're saying a trilogy because everything's a trilogy, but I feel like the way that they've done this story is that they're going to touch upon Maisie and the cloning. Yeah. They're probably going to go down the dino-human splice route. I, I, oh, God, I hope not, but... It's, I really... It, the really door, the door's not. there right now. But the door's there. you got clone human dinosaurs... They know how to splice stuff now because they've been splicing the last two movies. Yeah, you know, but like, I mean, so there's so okay. So the third movie is going to have to be three hours long because it's going to have to be locating the terrorist dinos. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's also going to have to be dealing with the free good dinosaurs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now we've got two fronts that have got to be taken care of. We've got to take care of B.D. Wong and make sure that his super suitcase 
He's got to be dead now. Like after the next movie, he's got to die. He's got to die, but that so he's another thing too. Where like he's in and out, and I almost feel like they put him in just to go. Oh yeah, remember him? Yeah, like he and was, then he's like, gone, he's and you don't even really see him leave either. Barely needed to be in this. You know, they could actually have to be. They could have just had him on like a Skype video, and like. Yeah, that's right. Especially because he did that whole weird thing where it's like. Who can? We can't do. Uh, you can't do this. We can't do anything with Indoraptor. Indoraptor's not finished. We need to have the mothering aspect, which makes no fucking sense. So his whole argument, like arguing against it, made me seem like is he gonna maybe switch sides a tad at the end here? I kind of figured, like, after he went, we can't sell this as a prototype. And then and now he's going to start helping And then helping finding him. Owen and Claire there, maybe he'd be like, hey, we got to stop yeah. this. But then he... And then, and then take off again. But then he leaves. Pull him don't any of that. He leaves. Yeah. So he's got to be dealt with. Um, oh, I wanted to say this earlier, too. The part where uh, bad guy literally has Claire and Owen in the cell and doesn't kill them. Like, even the, the one dude is just like, so what are we going to do with them? And he literally goes, well, everybody already thinks they're dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why wouldn't you just kill them? Yeah. Throw them in the... In I mean, the I, I understand that, there. like, Owen in this movie is more action hero than he was in the first one. Yeah. Because I don't feel... Like, I never felt he was in any peril. Ever. Mm -hmm. You know? I felt for Maisie a couple of times in that sequence. I thought, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Um, but I never felt like he was in any trouble. Even when Claire got the wound on her leg, I never thought she was in any trouble. Especially because they made a point of showing she's wearing boots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Steps off the, the, the plane. Look Boom. at that. I'm wearing Close boots, up. guys. Boots. And that was... I, I liked it because it was like a fuck you for every person that was like, ah, she's wearing heels. And I liked it before they did that, they show her walking around in heels. Yes. I was like, she's still in heels, yeah, bitches. She's still in heels. Oh, and then it's like boots because now she's got her yeah. game face on. I was like, yeah, because you guys bitched and pissed yeah. and moaned about it. Um, but yeah. yeah, so like we've got, and then of course we've got the cloning aspects, mm -hmm. the potential dino human aspect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we've it's got five there. things. Or so yeah, so one uh, dino terrorists, the free dinos, uh, BD Wong. Yeah, the cloning aspect, then the splicing of the two together. So that's five. Do you think that, like, they do all of that in one fucking movie? No, but the splicing sets up the new trilogy. Yeah. 100%. That might be how they end it. They end it with them actually figuring out how to splice the two together. Jurassic Earth. Here's your new trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't um, it still World? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's Jurassic Earth. Yeah. And then I start to feel like, okay, well, now we're getting further and further away from the central From premise. what it was. Okay? Because part of the reason why this works so well is that it's contained on an island. Yes. Okay? And everybody that's ever watched, uh, not everybody, but most of the people, even the critics when uh, The Lost World came out, said that it lost everything the second they were in San Diego. Mm -hmm. The second the thing was running around free in San Diego, then it was not a Jurassic Park movie. So why would you set up a third Jurassic World movie where it's all running <clears throat> around cities? Yeah. There's no more islands. That's right. The island's gone. We're all in the open now. The, like, the dinosaurs are here. Yeah, exactly. So the part that everyone hated the most about The Lost World, you're going to take a whole, make a whole movie right. out of it? You know, and I mean, I get that they're trying to do things a little bit differently because, let's face it, Jurassic Park 3 is largely a reaction to Jurassic Park 2. 
Yes. They're like all on the remember, island. Remember, you didn't want us to be on the island or off the island. We're all on the island. Yeah. There's almost nothing on a regular world. We're just on an island. Yeah. And people were still just like, ah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I I think the biggest thing is to find a, find a balance. Okay. Literally look back at Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and look at the things that worked. They injected humor when it needed to just yeah. kind of break the tension. Yeah. Okay. And I'll say even more particularly, look at Jurassic Park because you've got tons of tension, tons of suspense, you've got foreshadowing, but you never ever have this whole sort of like, I've never once rolled my eyes watching Jurassic Park. Never. I never once went, okay, all right. But the best part about that movie too is they ended it in a way where it didn't have any sequel setups. Mm -hmm. You know? There was no sequel setups. They had Jurassic Park 2. They explained why there's a Jurassic Park yep. 2. And you go, okay, all right. No sequel set up after Lost World. No. Then they have Jurassic Park 3. And no even though the, kind of the setup for that one is incredibly yeah. asinine, still, you know, and they end it with no sequel setups at all. And now World, Jurassic World, no sequel setup. No sequel setup. This makes it so it can only go in one direction. It has to have a sequel now. Yeah. And it's coming. They've already announced the dates, 2021, June 19th, or whatever <laughs> okay. it is. Okay, all right. Um, it's coming. It's going to probably be Jurassic World War. Yeah, and it, I, I, I think you're right. I think you call it. I think everyone heard it here first. They're going to end the series with cloning, uh, splicing with humans. We're going to get the dino. They're either going to the, they're going to end the next film with that, or they're going to set it up to lead into a new trilogy with the with the cloning. Yeah. But like, I, I, and I'm just going back to it. I'm saying the only way to actually like you have to wipe. See now you have to wipe out cloning as well as the dinosaurs. Right. Okay. Because we've opened up that aspect, and now it's like, it's like Pandora's box. Well, how do you close it? You can't close this now. And also, when at the very end, when Jeff Goldblum is talking over the scenes and everything, mm-hmm. and he's saying, "Now we're going to Jurassic World and everything," they do a really, like, a big close up of Mace's face. Yes. When he's talking Jurassic That's World. That's right. And you're right. I so, why are you looking at the clone little girl That's when right. talking about the Jurassic yeah. World? Exactly. Which exactly. made me go splicing humans with dinosaur DNA. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just... And I'm now I'm more scared. Yeah. I was scared when they talked about Jurassic World because they did... have We saw, like, mock-ups. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, that's going to be fucking terrible. And then when they said, whoa, no, 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 that was just something that we had talked about. Because they had talked about it in Jurassic Park 3, and then Jurassic Park 4, mm-hmm. when it was supposed to happen. That was that was where they were going to go. I don't know who the hell is just literally, like, got it hard for Dino Men. Mm-hmm. And, like, to think that this is the series to do it in. I, I really it can't don't. can't be Spielberg, right? But, I mean, he's kind of run the show. And, he, and if it is Jurassic. Spielberg, like, someone's got to be like, hey, Steve, like... Yeah, can we... I mean, I'm cool enough with you that I can call yeah. you Steve. Um, maybe just lay off the Dino Man shit. I mean, if you can want to make a, a different movie yeah. with Dino Man, we'll do that. We'll It'll do probably it. make a bajillion dollars. Yeah, Dino Man Let's World. Do it in this movie. No. You know? No, 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 no. Because, I mean, Michael Bryan wouldn't want this. I'm telling you right now, he would not like this film. Well, no, he didn't even want anything after Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He gave in, wrote The Lost World, said here. To be fair, if I was offered a truckload of that kind of money, I'd probably yeah. have done the same. He didn't say anything about Jurassic Park 3, I don't think. Because I think he was still alive when the third came out. 
He was alive when the third came out. I, I don't remember him saying anything about it, but I mean, he probably didn't really have anything negative to say about because it, it was just guys on the island getting chased by The other thing, too, is I feel like, um, what could he have said that, like, really would have meant anything anyway? It would have meant anything. He was already anything. done with the series after I'm the sure second I'm sure fans would have liked to hear his opinion. Yeah, but I, I think he probably would have just been like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's hard. It's hard to... I mean, obviously, we don't know any of these people. We so, don't know what they're thinking of. It just... It feels so weird that somebody out there has got this big hard-on for Dino Man. For Dino Man. And those sketches looked awful that they were showing online. Oh, When God. I saw Didn't those... they have, like, spikes? Yeah, and, like, like the weird dinosaur faces They're trying stuff. to make them look like... Remember that movie we watched when we were kids? I think I have it here. Remember this movie? Yeah! I was actually thinking about this Enemy movie a long time ago because I remember Enemy liking mine. that movie. Let, let, where's, where's a picture of the guy's face? Look at that! There's Jurassic World War. Yeah, exactly. But see, it worked in that movie. Yeah. That was, that was a good movie. I mean... That was a really good movie. I think it bombed horribly, too. I think it did bomb. I think it was just, I think it did bomb. just I, so bomb. I remember when my mom brought this home for us to watch and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I get what she's she's looking at it and she's like, okay, well, there's a, a human and an alien. alien. It seems like something okay, the guys are like. Cool. And then we're watching it, and I mean, you expect <laughs> it to be one way, but instead of it, it being yeah. something completely different. But I like recently, like I said, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to watch that movie again just because I remember being like, this is really good. Like I remember watching it with you, and I remember rewatching it later on, and just I think it was because I was old enough and I had that pre setup that when I rewatched it, I was like. This is really fucking good. Yeah. This is a really good movie. It's a really good movie. I mean, so, obviously, it's a Michael Vectory. Yeah, okay, but you also have Entrapment in there. Yeah, that's a good movie. Is it? Yeah. 85-year-old Sean Connery macking up on, uh, who was it again? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, Catherine Zeta-Jones in her prime. Oh, yeah. In a bullshit. In her prime. Mentoring burglary movie. I, I enjoy that movie. I, I think that should have been the movie Sean Connery retired with, not Peak of Extreme. <laughs> I feel bad that that's the one he chose as a retirement flick. Extraordinary gentleman. No, I, I'll straight up. I'll, I know that there's shit in my collection, but you know what? It's, there's it's shit fun in my collection shit. too. Fun shit. You know. You know. They can't all be like this. I don't have guilty pleasures because I don't feel there's guilty, guilty about, about things them. I that's enjoy. Right, that's right. right. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. It just overall, I would have to say that. Where are you putting Fall Kingdom at the moment? It's in the five. It's a dead heat with uh, Jurassic Park three. So Red Bond like me then. I kind of, I I need to watch it again. I that's, need to watch that's it what again. I, mean. I have to watch it again because at least now and especially <laughs> after like getting all of this out. Yeah. I may have a different appreciation of the movie. I may dislike it even more. You know what I mean? It was too depressing to me when I walked out of there. I didn't have that that the final scene in Jurassic World that big fight. I get goosebumps. I get so giddy when I watch up, it. I'm then... so pumped. This movie lacked the wonder and the excitement of the original four. Before. I'm not gonna, I don't feel like it, it was, lacked it was the too wonder. Because there was, there was wonderment in it. There just wasn't enough of a balance. But it wasn't, it. like, it, any wonderment it had was just destroyed by the amount of depressing scenes. Yeah, well, that's that what I'm saying. There I wasn't enough wonderment. Through. The other thing that I find, like, with the ending was they were trying to do, and this is the same thing that they did with Jurassic Park 3 and with Jurassic, the, Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, where they were trying to have this, like, feel-good ending. Mm -hmm. 
but you, but it's impossible to look at that as like a, a good, happy, uplifting ending. It's like when they're taking the T-Rex back to the island, you're just like, there's nothing happy about this. It's still just like, that thing ran amok. It ate people, normal human beings. It ate them. Okay, fine. We're like, hooray, it's going back to the island. But uh, yeah. that's not a good ending. Yeah. And then that whole thing in Jurassic Park 3 where the birds are flying, it's like, it's trying to find a new nesting hole. Yeah. That's not a good fucking ending. That's a bad sign for yeah. everybody. So this is the same thing. Well, now we're in Jurassic <laughs> World. That's horrible. That's the worst ending. That's a scary fucking because, idea. Because the other two led to the, the maybe of it all. That's this right. one is the definite. Like This is like this the is next... definite, and it's like the potential areas that they could go in, they're not going to go in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like they may start the movie off with like the quick thing in Avengers 2 where they're... They find the remaining dino terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Then they find out that B.D. Wong got paid enough money to suddenly go, yeah, let's splice some humans and dinos together. Yeah. But uh, there's just, there's too much setup, and I don't feel like they're going to stop <coughs> the landing, especially if this is the garbage script that we're going to get from Trevorrow or Trevorrow. Oh, man. I don't. I, I, I yeah, I think. <gasps> This is a hard one to talk about because I've just, it's been in my brain nonstop since we watched it on Thursday night, Sunday now, and I, I it's still like, I can't get it on my head because I love the Jurassic Park movie so much. I'm a yeah. crazy fan. Like, yeah. Like, I got, I got freaking Jurassic Park. I was just going to say, like, okay, so we've got there. Jurassic got Park, we got Jurassic 3D, Park 3D, 3D, we got Jurassic World 3D. Look at this stack. Look at, Look at this stack and tell me how much Jurassic Park is in this stack. Actually, holy shit. So you've got... I mean, I love the Jurassic okay, Park Okay, so you movies. got Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park. Steelbooks. Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park. So you've got Slip like covers. five, at least five just Jurassic Parks. Yeah, I have... At uh, least five Jurassic Parks. Where the hell's my big, my big giant box at? It's here somewhere. It's, it's in the... Well, we got the big one up there with the, the bookends. Right, yeah, the exactly. Jurassic World bookend. Like, I love Jurassic Park. I got posters, and and I, I have a big wooden collection. Jurassic Park Adventure Pass. See, I mean, there's so much, <laughs> so much Jurassic Park in my collection. So, I mean, like, and I, I like I said, like, I look for Michelle. Like, I'm, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. Yeah. Not to the level of you, not to the level of Michelle, and I have no problems admitting that. But it's like, this is the movie that we got. We waited three years for this. Yeah. And this is the movie that we got, and it's like... Oh, I, I know. It was kind of heartbreaking for me. I I was so excited when I was sitting there just eating my ice cream, watching the, you know, the Universal logo and the Amblin Entertainment, <laughs> and then I was like, it's coming, and you get that awesome opening sequence. I'm like, yeah! And on, on the inside, obviously, the not on the outside. That's like, probably ah! the worst, because that opening <sighs> sequence was fucking perfect. And then we got the movie we got. And I knew Goldblum was going to be in it much. Positives do not outweigh the negatives. I, I just thought that Goldblum being in it would affect the story more than it did. Where is it? It didn't affect anything. No, it was just like, hey, we got Goldblum. Nothing. Remember him from the other two movies? Yeah, yeah you love him. Let's put him in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I feel for him, too, because he probably got paid a decent amount. Oh, yeah. To I do mean, this role. And then he was just like, oh, okay, all right. And mm-hmm. then he just, that's it. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I ugh. Oh boy! But I think I'm done top phone, Kenny. I need to watch it again. I definitely and, need to oh, watch it again. There it is, right there. <laughs> See, this is a collector's this is edition. Wood. Wow, collector's edition wood set from Germany. 
You open this up. Jesus Christ. You open this up, and it's just full of stuff. You get this this awesome poster, and you get books. The scale. The scales of the dinosaurs. You got the set, cards, production notes from the film. My ticket from when I watched it in 3D at the theater. I'm not surprised. I mean, that is, uh, I think, a little Jurassic Park light. It's a laser pointer from the looks of it. Well, maybe it'll uh, get the Indoraptor to attack people. Yeah, like the script writers. Yeah. Please, God, attack. Yeah, okay, so it's a little uh, <coughs> Jurassic Park laser pointer. Yep. Yep. Carabiner hook and everything. So, straight up, I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. This is coming from a real fan. I don't of blame you because, like, Jurassic Park is fucking amazing. Yeah. So if anyone at home is so going, I'm, I'm an idiot. That is six Jurassic, and this is the ultimate trilogy too. So you got six Jurassic Parks. Yeah, I got just multiple. Jurassic Parks. You got at least three Jurassic Park twos, at least three Jurassic Park threes. Yeah. You got a so number many. of Jurassic Park or Jurassic Worlds. Yeah. So you know, if anyone at home is doubting me as a Jurassic Park fan while I'm talking shit about Fallen Kingdom, don't. <laughs> yeah, you can't now. All right. You can't do it. And I haven't read the books, but I have multiple copies of the books too. You've never read the books? I uh, I read Jurassic Park way 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 Actually, back. speaking of which, I want I don't, to borrow that. I don't think I ever read. If both. you have it out in the open, I want to borrow it. Uh, I think it's downstairs. Okay, I'll, I'll get it for you. Yeah, I definitely want to borrow that one. Um. Because yeah. I've never read that one, so i got to read that one. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so in conclusion, I would rate this probably three, <coughs> maybe two and a half percents. Uh, I feel like three, I'm at three right now. I'm around. I, I probably would have been four if it wasn't for that fucking ending. See, this is, this is the thing. Like, Jurassic Park 3, I think I gave it eight out of ten. You did. You didn't. I was at a four with that Park one. and World are 10 out of 10s. Lost World's a nine. Three is an eight. And this one, see, this is the thing now. I feel like this one is a seven to me. And that I feel like this below, is like a three and a half for me. This puts it below the third. Three, three and a half. <coughs> but yeah, and it would put it below the third. But again, I'm going to watch it again. When I yep. watch it again, maybe I'll quickly blurt on one of our future camcasts. Yeah, I'll watch maybe. it again. And this is my feeling currently. Maybe. Um, but yeah. That is Jurassic Park Fallen, or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Um, this almost feels like we watched the uh, the greatest thespian of our time. Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. In Ghost Rider 2. Spirits of Vengeance. I did watch a pretty cool movie though, Nick, that you would probably dig. Just for the Nicolas Cage factor of it all. Boom, mom and dad. Mom and dad look don't look review. so hot. Look at that review right there. Nicholas Cage in full on nutsoid mode. How is that for a review? One of the great jet black comedies about suburbia. A demented blast. Nicholas Cage and Selma Blair. Oh, that is her. Okay. Yeah, that's Selma Blair. Star this pitch black horror comedy, but worldwide mass hysteria where for 24 brutal hours. Parents are violently against their own children. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Nick Cage is pretty great in that movie. I didn't really care too much for the ending. <laughs> but they, the, the they brought you in this world. <laughs> they can take you out. <laughs> you know what the worst part about this is 
that is, that does not look like Selma Blair. Yeah. At all. And then she barely, you can kind of almost barely make, it's almost like she said, hey guys, like you can put my name in the credits, but try not to make it that I'm actually in this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it when I'm in that mood because like, I'm telling you, it's still hard for me to look at the way Nicolas Cage is now, knowing where he was. Yeah. Because, I mean, I loved Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. This is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I love Nicolas Cage, but I remember when it started to become, like, even when he started having the, the long-haired wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did Next, and I remember thinking, like, oh, God. Next. And then he was, uh, what was it? Bangkok. Bangkok Dangerous. Bangkok Dangerous. Which I watched three times in a row, once at the theater, and I was like, it's an amazing movie just because I was so hardcore into Cage. You couldn't see it. <coughs> Later on, I was like, Because mm. I said, there's no way I'm watching that movie because it looks like pure garbage. And you were like, no, Chris, it's great. I saw yeah. it in the theater. And I was yeah. like, ah, no, I'm still see, never. I was one of the few that after the bees, I kept watching the Cage. I stuck by the Cage. No, I started but to... But Spirit of Vengeance actually, is kind of the point where it's like... Well, I, I started to kind of turn against him after uh, National Treasure 2. What? You didn't like Treasure 2? No. Oh, man. I love that movie. I And Michelle likes those movies, too. I, I still really like National Treasure. I just feel like that's not a franchise movie because then it's like, well, I mean, how many secret fucking things are in this world? So many, man. Well, apparently. So many. Apparently. It's a crossover with Jurassic World. I mean, he kidnapped, oh, man. he kidnapped the president for Christ's sakes. They, if they want to make Dino Man the third and make me like it, you got to make that Dino Man Nicholas Cage. They, they all have to be in his likeness. Yeah, Nick Cage Dino Man. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to, they have to growl with his affectation. Like, yeah. they have to just be yeah. like, like when they growl, they got to be like, yeah. like jazz hands. This has a crazy scene where he destroys a pool table while singing the Hokey Pokey. You find your right pardon. You find your right Oh, oh my man! God. I was okay, like, like and, you know, like Jurassic, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World: <sighs> Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, everything's made better with Nicolas Cage, isn't it? I just feel like if we would have had an ending, I feel like when you say vitamin C, the C stands for Cage. <laughs> Got to put a little vitamin Cage in your diet. <laughs> yeah. That, well, when you word it like that, now it sounds dirty. It sounds really dirty. I don't want to. Because the next thing, and I'm going to have to one up you, is the next thing is like, you need vitamin C in you. In you. Oh. Well, everyone, that is the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom episode. Oh. Let us know down below if you're watching on YouTube what you thought. Please share and subscribe if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud. I mean, email us. Geekpantsmedia at gmail.com. Yeah, I, I, will answer, right. I will answer uh, any emails you got. I will answer emails as well if uh, he can't. If I can't. <laughs> you know, I'll do the same. If it's I like, Ken, what are you such a dumbass for? We'll let Chris answer that email. <laughs> yeah. It's because he's been friends with me for a long time. So. Oh, well, hey. I rubbed off on him. Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> Definite phrasing. Speaking of phrasing, i got to say this beforehand. Have you watched some Archer? Any of Archer? I've watched some Archer, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. That's, so, that, so you get the phrasing. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I guess now it's time for you to take your geek pants off. Boom. No, just kidding. Keep them on, because if you don't have your geek pants on, you are... Naked.
These pancakes are delicious.